the world's on fire, isn't it? And things are gonna things are only gonna get worse, I think. I mean, with the election next year, if there's an election next year, we'll see. All bets are off. So today, three perspectives on how to keep your mind grounded and stress-free as we go through these hard times, as things go from bad to worse. All right, point number one. I'm a Christian, and if you're a Christian, know that God is sovereign and He's in control. And as bad as things are, things are unfolding as He wills it. And it might not always be good, and we might not all get through it in one piece at least, but if you can understand that God, the creator of the universe, who created us and who cares for each one of us, has everything planned or ordained for its intended purposes and submit to that, then it will be bearable. And if not, I think reading the Bible more will make a big difference. I've been doing that more often this year and just reading it comprehensively from beginning to end, not have to really dig out a Bible lesson or anything particular or, you know, exegete or whatever, but just understanding the character of God by reading the Bible from the Old Testament all the way through, it will change your perspective because there's a lot in the world that we can't change and we're helpless to change it because a lot of us be under control. But the more you read the Bible, the more your internal world will change and that will give a certain peace in trusting God and you'll be okay with it. And then Romans 9, I'm going to throw up the, ver- the verses here, Romans 9, Romans 9, verses 14 through 20. Basically, what shall we say then, especially in this crazy day and age? Is there injustice with God? Absolutely not. For he tells Moses, I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy, and I will have compassion to on whom I will have compassion. So then it does not depend on human will or effort, but on God who shows mercy. And if you jump down towards the latter part here, you know, so you'll say, so at the end you'll say to me, therefore, why does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On the contrary, who are we? Who are you? Who am I, a human being, to talk back to God? the creator of the universe. Will that will what is formed say to the one who is who formed it, why did you make me like this? And um, yeah, that's a good point. Understand all things are under his control and and if you're not a Christian, if you look at the world the way it is right now, you can you can sense that there's something beyond just a physical things that we can touch, we can see, we can feel. There's something going on beneath the surface and there's a spiritual reality that's going on right now. And if you can trust that there is a God that's in control, that'll help your mindset be girded for the hard times that are coming. And does that mean that we might, I might not survive or you might not survive? Yeah, it could very well mean that we don't survive. And because we're so we're so we're, we're human, we have we have a spiritual side, but we also have a very physical side that we want to make it through to the other side. And Matthew ten twenty talks about this. Don't fear those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's why I talk about the spiritual side because 
the devil exists and he's he aims to kill us but he can only kill our physical body and that's all he can do we should fear God more who can kill our body and also our soul and I fear him and I submit to him and I trust him in everything and having this relationship undergirds everything I do and how I see the world and this perspective gives me calm and peace all right so that helps perspective number two there's no going back to normal I mean 2023 we we wish we could go back to 2019 before the pandemic hit right then we thought oh things were normal back then but even in 2019 things weren't normal or just even think back to like 2001, 9-11. If we can go back to before 9-11, unfortunately, as humans, we live in a very linear world, linear way. We just keep on moving forward. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about this, you know, the rhythms and the cycle of life, how, you know, just the, the way the world runs, the rules of the world, and how we live and die. Ecclesiastes 3, I'll read to you part of it. You know, there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. So unfortunately, we're not on the happy side of these passages here. And if you go further down, a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. And a time for war and a time for peace. So peace is in short supply right now and as we as as we go through the disintegration of society around us i think we here in america we think about oh america can never fail but and it's taking me a while to process this and accept it when i say things are not going back to normal what that also means is that the global american empire is not going to be coming back I grew up in the 80s. My childhood was in the 80s, part of it overseas, but it was a very innocent time. And it was a very, and it was a great time. We could actually just be safe in school. But America has been collapsing and it is collapsing. And if you look at parallels parallels to America of um, of America to the Roman Empire, late stage Roman Empire, the western side of it. There's a lot of similarities, and I think that if you can accept that our normal now is the disintegration and collapse of America over the next 10 years, 20 years, before we can really rebuild, that will give you more of a hardened resolve to know that this is our lot, and there's nothing we can do to change it. You know, so there's, I mean, there's de-dollarization, more authoritarian control, inflation. Things are just going crazy. And, you know, if you look at civilization, we can't even get along with each other. So things are falling apart. The center cannot hold. And if as a society, we want to succeed and just go our own separate ways, there's just so much tension right now and um, enmity and hatred. And it's hard. And that's our reality. You know, there's one book called The Fourth Turning I read back in the 90s, and there's an update to that this past year. And the reason I ascribe to what he talks about, which are the turnings or the generations of a high awakening and unraveling in a crisis, 
which spans 20 years each or 80 years altogether, that makes up one seculum. That makes a lot of sense and explains a lot of what happened, what's happening right now. So according to the fourth turning book, we're currently in the middle of the crisis. And that makes a lot of sense to me. We're in the hard times create strong men stage. That's why I want to give you this perspective to help strengthen your mind. And as long as you can accept that the collapse is baked in and we just have to go through it and this is our lot. You know, for, for me as a Gen Xer, if I can be part of the group that helps establish a new foundation over the next 30 years, it will be years well spent because if I can help the next generation, next generations flourish in a society that is morally based upon the Bible, based upon freedom of pursuing virtue as the goal where we can really reset things back to normal where two plus two is four and a man is a man and you don't have to question what that means then it'll be worth it so things are going back to normal accept it all right point number three and this one might be a bit hard for you to understand as a christian i see all things in a spiritual sense i see i filter my world through the bible and how it explains the world but even if you're not a Christian, as I said before, I think we can all sense that there's a darker agenda. And I call them the powers that be because they're the invisible unseen hand that is kind of pulling the strings like the Wizard of Oz. But they're making themselves much more visible now. The World Economic Forum, Agenda 21, Agenda 30, you know, all these depopulation all these restrictions, all these you'll own nothing, be happy kind of new world orders kind of talk. These are all agendas of the powers that be. And one of the ways that they keep on pushing their agendas by creating distractions. And so perspective three, let me get back to that, is if you can see that there's a dark agenda that wants to keep us as humanity divided and don't play that game, that will help you rise above the chaos. I mean, especially with Russia and Ukraine and with Hamas and Israel. The question you have to ask is, who benefits from this? I know you can say, well, there's Iran, there's you know Saudi Arabia, there's Hezbollah, so forth, and this current latest crisis du jour. But if you look at the result of society, results that we see today in our society, the reality of you know, collapsing morals, more hatred, more things in modernity should be getting better, right? It's a science, technology, we should be advancing. But why doesn't it seem that things are getting better? In fact, things are, according to normal sane people, things are going backwards. You have all gendered bathrooms. We have this trans transhumanism. And there's a lot more craziness out there. I won't go into all the details today, but just know that they mean to keep us divided, hating each other so that they can push their agenda and we see that all around us today. And just ask yourself, who benefits from this? You know, there's a video I want to play. There's a Gaza, girl from Gaza 
from two years ago. Just watch. I'm always sick. I'm always, I don't know. I can't do anything. See, all of this. What, what do you expect me to do? Fix it? I'm only 10. I can't even do anything in this morning. I just want to be a doctor or anything to help my people, my cat. I'm just a cat. I don't even know what to do. I get scared, but not really that much. I get, I do anything for my people, but I don't know what to do. I'm just 10. I'm just 10. All of this, when I see I literally cry every day saying to myself why do we deserve this why what did we do to this my family said they just they they just hate us they just don't like us because we are muslims why does muslims act for you like that we're just kids we're just you see all of the kids around me they're just kids why wouldn't you just send a missile to them and kill them it's not fair it's not fair so if you look at this girl you know, she's 10 and she's standing amidst rubble. If you think about her representing all of us in humanity under the control of the elite, not just in your country, but in all the countries, it's not fair. How can we as humanity fight against us? What can we do? They're trying to destroy us. They're trying to keep us all distracted and hopeless. So... If you can see that there's a darker agenda and don't play that game, that is a huge perspective that help you kind of like see the world as it truly is instead of how they want you to see it. You know, they're what, what I call Asian provocateurs. They embed their people among both sides, left and right, male, female, black, white, they, they embed people on both sides so that when there's a need, they can create false issues so that we rally to our own side to, to support our side against the other. I mean, if you look at what happened in 1917, World War One. after that, they created the League of Nations. And then after World War Two, they created the United Nations. And then after World War Three, which is happening right now, what are they going to do? They're going to create a new world order or some kind of new world where they'll come in as the white knight to do, to rescue us from from all this chaos and destruction that they actually caused. If we can if we can all adopt this mindset of not playing, not buying into the buying into the games, we can really strengthen our mind against the true humanity, true enemies of humanity. With these perspectives, it has helped me keep grounded, but I also have one action, one decision. And I look at First Chronicles 12.32, it says here, Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, the chiefs were 200 and all their kinsmen were at the command. You know, so now we have to understand the times. Instead of just being entranced by it and fixated on the problems, we need to look beyond that and to the solution. You know, so you have to understand at times and know what you need to do. So for me, what I need to do, so the, again, I can only control what I can control, and that is my my mind 
how I think, and my body, what I do, and what I say. So they want us divided and scared and confused. So I am going beyond that, and I'm trying to find common ground, and I'm trying to create a future that I can be a part of. Because collapse is happening, there's nothing we can do right now. We just have to let it run its course. I don't believe they will succeed. I do not believe that at all. Because if you look at all the all the complexity and the systems that they have to do to control just even one nation, and now they're trying to control the world, just logistically, they think they'll win, but God is on our side. He will let things go on for a while, but he'll rein it in and he'll take care of things. So I plan to go my own way. And in the immortal words of Mal from Serenity, I aim to misbehave. If we can create a parallel path, a separate economy, and you know, authoritarianism is going to be coming. We're going to be restricted. Things are going to get harder, more expensive, harder to make a living. Everything's going to be thrown at us. But the human will is a powerful thing. And if you can hold on to the hope of a better future and be part of creating a better future, one with better values and morals, we can create a new foundation and a whole new way of living, a whole new way of interacting with each other where there's peace, harmony, grace, and love for each other where a man and a woman can come together and create for me the core foundations of society where they can actually have a family and we can all be contributing to society and to the betterment of everybody so that is my plan there's a Christian pastor Diedrich Bonhoeffer who is one of my personal heroes in World War II just before it started happening he was in America, and he he made a decision, and I'll put this, his quote up here from a letter he wrote. He made a decision to not stay in the safety of America, but he decided to go back to Germany to be part of the resistance, to be part of the German church as, as he saw Hitler coming to power. And his rationale is if he runs away from the fight, then he will not be able to stand with any credibility during the reconstruction of Germany and of the church in Germany. And and I agree with that. Now we, of course, you have to make your own decision whether to stand or try to protect your family. And I can understand the rationale to try to protect your family as much as you can because, I mean, hey, we all want to live and survive, but... I mean, this might be kind of fatalistic, but if I don't survive in this fight, and if there's hardship, and there's more stress, so be it. I accept that. But if it can survive, along with everybody else around me, of course I want that. And I want all of us to actually have that hope. You know, this other one from, this other quote from Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, be the man in the arena. I want to make my life count, and we're here for such a short time. If we can make it count for good, then what else can you ask for, right? To live simply, 
to have family and friends I can love and be in community, community with and live a good life and be a blessing to everybody else. That's all I can ask for. That is a good life. That's it. Hope these perspectives in your action item and my action item helps. And uh, that's it. If you like this video, maybe you click on the thumbs up and maybe subscribe. But if not, that's okay. But I would appreciate any comments on this, whether you agree or disagree or you're, you think I'm a conspiracy nut. Whatever. I just want to hear from you because I want to have a dialogue with you. And as I share more about my perspective, I would love to be part of rallying people to create a new world, our new world, instead of their new world. All right, so until next time.